Welcome to the Millennium Bee Podcast, where you're going to hear inspirational stories from around the world. Now get ready to be inspired, uplifted, and leave with a positive attitude that you can do it too. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Paul Turner. Uh, last week we talked a little bit about his ministry that he's been doing over the last 40 years or so, and uh, we're going to continue with that today. Um, Paul, let's talk a little bit about a recap of last week's show, just in case somebody here had, didn't get their chance to listen to it yet. Okay. Uh, well, uh, you know, the, the short version of my story is um, that I uh, received Christ when I was 13 at a camp in Florida. Uh, I had moved down to New York City and uh, had worked uh, several years there at the camp uh, following my uh, coming to Christ and then uh, wound up uh, going and finding a good youth group and had several good youth pastors in my life, which inspired me then to uh, pursue uh, youth pastor myself and stayed in it for 30 years up until about a year and a half ago where I uh, left uh that church to pursue uh, traveling and speaking and working with youth workers and, uh, and helping them and inspiring them to uh, to love on teenagers and build uh, successful youth ventures. Basically, what you're telling me is you've had a lifelong dedication to loving teens. Yeah, and and I, and I love them by proxy now. I mean, I, I still do uh, you know a lot of things with teenagers, but I but I do it now through through hopefully uh, equipping youth workers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to love teens as well. So okay, well, going back to a little bit about the topic that we talked last, a lifetime loving teens to Jesus. What are some of the ways that you loved your teens to Jesus? Well, I have. Let's say, I mean, you know, loving teenagers. I think you know is easy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't find it easy to love teenagers. Now, listen, uh, my own kids excluded. Sometimes it's harder <laughs> to love your, you know, your own kids. No it's kids. easier to love other people's kids. Right. Uh, sometimes it's hard to love your own kids to get to live with them, but um, but even then, loving teenagers is easy in the sense that um, you know you see all the hope and possibility they have, uh, and and you want to nurture that and you want to help them. You know, my own kids included. Right. And uh, and so I think you love kids um, in different ways. You love them to uh, you know through sometimes just through surprises. Like I can remember. Uh, one uh, young person in my youth group named Becky, <clears throat> and um, she uh, she was just in the car one day. And we were all we were going to an event of some kind, and she, we all stopped at Chick Fil A, I think. And she got an ice cream cone, and and um, and uh, I just randomly just leaned over and took a lick of her ice cream cone uh, <laughs> just because I could. Right. And she and she looked at me like, what What did you just do? I, said, well, I just had some of your ice cream. I said, it looked good. I thought I'd have some, and she laughed, and uh, and we were and we were and from that point on, she had gone on several mission trips with us and and things like that. And so that was me, you know, me just recognizing that she was there. Right, uh, you right. know, that's that's part of loving teenagers, just saying, look, I noticed you. You're mm-hmm. here. I got you. Right. I'm with you on the journey here. And that's just part of that is just you know doing things like that. Sometimes it's just doing something special. I can remember uh, a young man, Danny, in our our youth group, and he uh, he had a birthday one time, and I can remember they, that I had set up with his mom, and we set up this crazy scheme where uh, he was going to his favorite restaurant or whatever for for lunch, I think. And I think I uh, dressed up like a clown oh. and came in and delivered balloons. Oh wow! And and so I think some of it is 
loving teens is recognizing that, that they're there and, and saying, look, I see you. I, I see you in all your good things and all your bad things. But I think it's also loving kids uh, to, um, I don't know, uh, wrong words on an extreme, but you but you, you love them and you show that you love them by, you know, going an extra measure. Let's right. say that. Right. Uh, you know, I could have bought Danny a card and I could have, uh, you know, done something different with Becky, but I just chose to, in the moment, uh, do something fun and do something memorable, you know? Uh, so I think that's, I think that's part of, uh, you know, when Jesus loved people, uh, that was incredibly memorable. Right. right. Um, he, uh, he did things that were extraordinary. And I just think extraordinary love, you know, leads to, uh, uh, extraordinary change. Right. Right. Now, as a former member of your staff back years ago, I think you do that not just for the teens. You used to do that for the staff. If I remember right, it was one of the meetings we were meeting on my physical birthday, and we went to see like Sixpence on the Richer or some some band. Yeah. And, yeah. and when I got back, y'all had a cake for me. <clears throat> well, that yeah, absolutely. I remember that, and uh, and and yeah, I think you, I think, I think love. I mean, whether it's loving teenagers or loving your staff or or just loving other people in general, I think you have to do. I think it's. Uh, cool to go the extra mile where right. other uh, where uh, where people fail is and this is the, to me is the number one statement that just kills it is when they tell themselves people tell themselves well it's too much work right and I'm going it's, it's too much work really hmm. I said it's too much work uh, yeah it is a little bit of work it is a little bit of effort and some and most people take the the road most traveled and I'd rather take the road less traveled and, and put a little extra work and a little extra time and right. into special things. Um, that would bless somebody else so that they know that I took a little extra time to do it. Now, those are some of the teens you have reached in the past. Now, let's take some of the harder teens you might have come across over the 40 years. Some that um, were hard to encourage um, in their walk with the Lord, that they were having a little rough time. Is there some stories <clears throat> of sometimes yeah. you took them from there to where they now are walking with the Lord? Yeah, I think there are several teens that um, that were living uh, were living not quite not living for the Lord. They were, you know, a, a lot of my uh, kids too were not, <clears throat> they weren't hardened criminals or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or, or extreme, um, you know, drug addicts or things like that. A lot of the kids whom I've loved and I'd say that I would say, um, that, that, that didn't want it in that sense was that they were, they were somewhat antisocial. They were, right. uh, they were, you know, the kids that would show up and wear, <clears throat> we're you know black you know uh to, to youth group all the time but i have three kids who you know it's hard to tell it's hard to tell when you're working with kids I, they i would say kids want jesus um they don't know how to articulate that right i mean they know they need hope they know they, they need love they know they need help but they're still teenagers mm -hmm. and sometimes they can't communicate that well right. um so you know, teens that uh, are, that are disenfranchised, kids, teens that are on the margins, were always those kids I looked for and and try and did my best to love them to Jesus and and um, and and there's quite a few and there's a young man I remember there's a group of kids who were skaters in mm -hmm. my church and they were wild I mean they were wild children and they were right. homeschool kids too they were still wild children and um, and they'd come in every week in their skater gear and you know and at the time you know i was at a church that wasn't uh, uh, you know real hip on you know mm. 
having kids like that. And I was like, I'm all about having kids like that right. in the church. And so, uh, you know, just for, for, for that, I mean, I just spent years just loving them, taking them to camp, doing fun stuff with them. And uh, just recently, I've been able to reconnect with um, some of these skater kids. Uh, mm-hmm. I've gone to lunch with them. Uh, I've, uh, I've, uh, you know, I've, you know, had uh, opportunity. One, one of those kids is now a youth pastor in his church. Oh, wow. Uh, one of those, uh, uh, kids made a video for me. He did, he was doing videos and he made like a special, uh, birthday video for me. Uh, uh I had several of those skater kids show up on my last night, uh, that I was, uh, that I was a youth pastor, mm-hmm. uh, and just wanted to come the end of the journey for me and uh it was a powerful statement you know when you're investing in these kids and you're investing in them and you believe in them uh you know what that's a that uh and that's stuff you don't see coming either you don't go oh they're going to do this or they're going to do that you know and that's part of the surprise i think of of working with teenagers you don't know how they're going to respond later on in life Mm -hmm. and uh you know and so some of them are very grateful and very thankful and those kids that i work with who who didn't want Jesus, but they did want to be loved and eventually came around to loving Jesus. So that's, that to me is you just keep loving kids and, until they do love Jesus. What are some stories of success that you've had that come well, to some of your mind? Right. I think that's the key thing is that success is not determined by, by me. I don't get determined success right. in any success that I've had with students is by building a, a, by building a, a youth ministry that builds community, uh, where all the leaders are invested, where, uh, kids are recognized, uh, where we're not just running programming. And, and I would say this, that a lot of these kids, uh, are living for the Lord today because they had great parents. Right. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the youth group or the youth ministry was vitamin that was there for them, right. but a lot of their parents did a good job with them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would give a lot of credit for, for that, but there are, you know, there are kids today who are, I mean, who are, you know, uh, following the Lord. I've married uh, quite a number of them, oh, wow. uh, and they're still married, so praise <laughs> the Lord for that. But, you know, there's a, a young, I think of campers, too, um, you know, who I've ministered to over the years. Kids who are not in my youth group, but who I built a relationship with over time, over, uh, you know, 17 years of, of speaking at this one camp. And then over that time, I've seen kids, uh, once again, through relationship and through, of course, them having great parents and the Lord doing the work in their life. You know, I think of Sophia, mm-hmm. who Sophia is a, a, just a rock star. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just tremendous. And uh, she is now um, a, a missionary with the Navigators uh, on the campus of FIU. Okay. And that's Florida International University down in Miami. And she is living for the Lord and working with a team. And, uh, and you know, that's to me, you know, uh, a success in, in regards to that because, like I said, I wasn't able to be a part of their everyday life as a as a youth pastor would, but I would keep in contact with them, uh, you know, see what they're up to. There's there's young people who I've walked with uh, through, you know, terrible things, family, um, you know, family problems. Uh, I'm about to do another wedding for a young lady who was at uh, at camp, and uh, you know, she had her struggles, and so you know, you're walking with kids. Uh, whether it's a week at camp or whether it's, you know, at youth group. And so, you know, there, you don't know, you don't, I mean, there's plenty of success stories, but it, it, there's other factors involved. And I think good youth ministry is one of them. Personal relationship is another. And of course, good parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, kids exceed, you know, the right. parents they got. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, um, that God does such a tremendous work that they're able to overcome that. And once again, I want to say too that this is not everything I've done is a success. I mean, it's, there's, I mean, this thing called youth ministry mm-hmm. in life is not all rainbows and roses and unicorns. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of times where I've made mistakes or uh, done stupid things or, or, you know, because uh, when you're 20, between the ages of 22 and 30, I mean, there's just a vast amount of stupid things you can do. <laughs> Uh, you know, that you're not prepared for or you're, or you just didn't know, you didn't know what, how to handle a certain situation. And so, you know, those successes that are successes are in light of the fact that there's probably a, you know, for every success there's probably, you know, a hundred mistakes I made. Mm. Um, so I think if you're, you know, those that are listening to this, if you're working with teens or you have a teenager of your own, uh, just know that, you know, mistakes are inevitable. Uh, they're just going to happen, but I think you keep at it, you keep trying, you get better, whether it's becoming a better parent or becoming a better uh, youth worker or volunteer or teacher or whatever that is. Just assume that mistakes are going to be made, but uh, you stay on course and then you watch the results happen. If you if you stay faithful to it, if you stay in it right. um, you know, for, for the duration. It's kind of like you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, turn yourself around, well, you have and to. it's a can continue going on. Yeah, and fail, failure is inevitable right. because of and life. Any, and anything, not just youth ministry. I mean, anything we That's do, right. we, even doing this podcast, we make. I make mistakes. You grow. You learn. Uh, I expect five, ten years from now, it'll be a much better than it is today. Well, sure, and success is inevitable. I would say if you stick with it, stick with it. Failure right. is inevitable because of life. Right. Success is in- inevitable if you stick with it long enough. If you keep doing it long enough, uh, and you're getting better at it, and and you put in. You know, you're what uh, Malcolm Gladwell calls the 10,000 hours, mm-hmm. you know, that if you put 10,000 hours into something, you're going to be really, really good at it. Right. You're going to be, uh, right. he would use the word expert maybe, or something like that. I would not call myself an expert per se, but I would call myself certainly experienced, mm-hmm. uh, having probably put in uh, at least 10,000 hours. Well, one thing is, he says, because you do youth ministry and you've done it for so long, you have had the ups and the downs. And I think your wisdom that you can impart to other people that are in youth ministry is, is, is awesome. And it's a level that it just takes you higher because the fact that you've been there, you've done it, you have that wisdom to, you know, hopefully somebody that's 22 is listening and saying, you know, I can take that advice because he's done it. He's done it right, and he's done it wrong. I want to follow him on the right way. Well, sure. John Maxwell says that, that failure is never fatal, and it's never final. Right. And, Unless uh, you make it that fail. way. Unless you make it that way. Uh, right. Right. Unless you determine and says, I'm just going to be a failure. But right. uh, I, I talk with, when I'm coaching youth workers uh, online, you know, I just had somebody do a, um, I just uh, had somebody share a testimony, one of one of my, uh, my students. And he says, uh, in the video, he says, you know, you want to get coaching from Paul because uh, more than likely you're going to share something with him and he will remember a story of a time when he did something like that Right. Uh, where I'm going to tell him, look, uh, I've been exactly where that is or I have a similar situation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's there, I think the, the you know, the 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 goal is, is because I'm old and, uh, you know, you're that old. You, you, <laughs> Yeah, I am. I'm old, and and you have uh, you just have accumulated experiences to where you can pass them on. So, you know, when I'm coaching with with you, I don't hide my blemishes. I don't hide my failures. I pass those along because I think um, if I can help them avoid those things. If there was somebody around like you back when you were in the early twenties, the, the four years that you were at Central, would you be listening to you, 
or would you not be listening to you? Your well, advice. back then, back then there were no podcasts. Right? right, right. I didn't have any podcasts to listen. But I'll tell you what, there were guys who I, you know, I mean, I read their books. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys were seasoned guys. Okay. And I would find those seasoned guys and read their books. And they were, you know, uh, honest enough to share their failures. Right. Uh, guys like Duffy Robbins, uh, you know, who was a tremendous uh, influence, uh, you know, in books and, and mm-hmm. you know, those things. And you go and hear these guys. So, yeah, I would I, I would like to think that I was so hungry mm-hmm. to learn how to be better. I, not only did I want to get better, but I hate failure. I hate right. failure entirely. I don't want to fail at all. If I, if I can av- avoid, avoid it, it, I will try, uh, as I think most people would. But I was so hungry to learn to get better because I didn't want to make huge mistakes or the right. mistakes that I had heard or the, or the ones that I'd seen other youth workers do. And I said, well, I want to avoid those things. Right, right. So, yeah, so I would say, yeah, I would listen uh, because, because I was hungry mm-hmm. to, uh, be the best I could be. Well, I also think other than being hungry, you were humble enough to listen to somebody else, not thinking that I had all, you had all the answers that, um, right. you knew everything. Well, nobody else is going to be able to, to impart into your life because you've already got it figured out. <laughs> so I think the humble, right. Hungry is good, but the humbleness is the, what it was, it was well, made you the man you, that you are right. today. Right. Well, hungry and humble go together, I think. Right. But uh, I would not always say that I was always humble. I think everybody has moments where they're humble. But I think there's also times where you think you got it. Right. And, you know, the times, you know, sometimes I thought I had it and I had it. And right. there were times I thought I had it and, and didn't did. have it. So uh, those there are plenty of moments and times where I thought I had it and didn't have it. Right. You right. know, didn't have it. So, you know, uh, I think I think uh, failure is a great. Way to keep, uh, a great keep uh, instigator of humility. Right. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Um, you realize you're not perfect, you know, and you have growth. And whatever you do, whether it's uh, youth ministry or regular ministry or children's ministry or, or just work, you know, you're not right. you're not expected to go to work for a company at day one and you know become the president day two. You know, it's it. There's a, a a trial, a period of time that you have to learn and grow and mature. And I mean, I think we all think when we're younger that we're mature enough to do everything. But um, oh yeah, thirty years later, you realize, man, I didn't know nothing. I mean, how many times have you heard preachers talk about, you know, the more I learn to realize, the more that I don't know. Uh, absolutely, that's absolutely true. The older I get, that's you. You, th- you thought you knew something, right? And then you go, well, maybe that's not correct. And then you go, <laughs> well, then you're back to then you're back to humbling again, right? Because right. now you have to stay humble in, in this culture that we live in. You have to stay humble uh, because you know there's some things you can be sure of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be sure of God's word. You can be sure uh, that Jesus loves you. You can be sure that He died for our sins. Uh, you can be sure of a lot of things that mm-hmm. are foundational. But there's a lot of things that you're not sure about. I mean, that you have to be willing to say, I don't know. Right. And, and be that humbleness to say, hey, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll find yeah. out. I'll, I'll research yeah. it. I'll get some answers. And today with society, we can Google anything. You know, if we need right. a, a question, we can Google it. No, I was just going to say, and more the reason why you build relationships with teenagers mm-hmm. is because they don't need you necessarily to answer their questions. They can Google Right. What does the Bible say about something? They right. can Google that if they want. But the, 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 to be able to impart to them, to be able to share with them is to say, hey, listen, you know, that they want information from not from some machine that has algorithms right. uh, that pushes some article to the top 
of a person that they don't know. Mm-hmm. But rather, they would rather get their information maybe from somebody that they know, like, and trust and say, hey, listen, um, you know, Paul's walked with me here. and I'm going to ask him this question. I value his opinion over Google. What is some of the things if, if youth workers or youth te- teams are, are listening, what would you impart to them that some of the best ways to impart um, into teens of today? Um, if you're, <clears throat> to me, I think there, I mean, there, there's, to me, there's, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. So there's no trick. There's no hack. There's no life hack to this. I think it's showing up in kids' lives. I think there's a lot of kids, people who abandon teenagers, mm-hmm. and they're already in that mix of, of, um, uh, of you know, disappointment and people turning their backs on them. And, you know, loneliness is an all-time high amongst teenagers uh, and people in general. But, uh, but I, think, I think the number one thing you impart to kids is saying, look, I'm going to show up, right? I did a, uh, an episode with, uh, with a friend of mine, um, uh, and she talked about <clears throat> the power of showing up. And showing up is so powerful. It, it says, look, if you're going to, I mean, you, we, as ministers of the gospel, you know, have to show up. We have to show up into the lives of kids. So I think the greatest thing you impart to a kid is say, look, you're worth Showing up for showing right. up to your ball game, dance recitals, showing up to your uh, chess tournament, showing up to your band thing that you're doing. You know, I think that's I think that, that to impart to teenagers that living for Jesus is more than a youth meeting. It's about showing up in the lives of people, and you know, showing up when maybe sometimes other people uh, walk out of it. You have to be able to show up, mm-hmm. and so you know, if I'm imparting. To teenagers saying, "Look, you are worth showing up for. Mm, uh, you know cool. that I care about you. I love you enough to say, look, 'Look, I'm going to be there uh, when it's time for me to be there.' You know, and uh, even sometimes, uh, you know, I'm going to be there even when you don't expect me to be there. Right. And uh, and sometimes that's how God works too. Mm. You know, you're you're somewhat showing an example of how the Lord works in lives and saying, look, you know, there are times we expect the Lord to be there, and then there are times that God shows up when we didn't expect Him to be there." And so I think there's this, um, you know, relationship with teenagers that says, look, I'm going to hang with you mm-hmm. through the tough times, through your awkward stage, and, uh, and in part to them says, look, you're valuable. You're important. You're not just important to me or the youth group or the church. You're important to God. And, uh, and because of that, I'm going to nurture a relationship with you to help you become everything you're supposed to become. So if, if you'll allow me to. Everything is permission based. I can only do it with your permission. I'll I'll right. I'll invest in you to the level that you allow me to invest in you. And then once that's decided, uh, whatever that is, uh, and every teenager is different, then I'll work within those parameters to help a teenager understand uh, that they're known uh, and that they're loved and that they're valued. Where do they find resources to help them working with teens? Well, there are several things. I mean, they, they can, I mean, I do a lot of things because I have been taught um, by the social media community and, and others to, to be everywhere. So I try to be everywhere. So some of the resources they can have, they can watch videos uh, over on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Jedi for Hire. That's right. I didn't plan on this uh, channel that I made being necessarily a, a, something for youth workers. Right. I just thought the name Jedi for Hire was cool. So, but I think it fits. I'm like a youth ministry Jedi, right? So, right. Uh, I think that works. So they can go there and they can watch videos. There's over, over 600 videos they can watch there, uh, almost 5,000 subscribers. 
great community of people who, you know, participate in polls and ask questions and leave comments. And so it's a, it's a great community to be a part of. Uh, they can go over to uh, the podcast. And if they go either on iTunes, they go to iTunes and search for Youth Ministry in Motion uh, podcast, uh, then they're going to find that. And they're going to find me that I have almost 100 episodes uh, going. And so if they're interested in learning uh, great youth ministry uh, tactics, uh, strategies, ideas, resources, that kind of thing. Uh, I think they'll be pleased to to know that um, I am when I make a make a podcast. I am taking being careful with their time, and uh, I'm trying to give them extreme value uh, for what they're listening to. And then, if they're wanting some um, coaching, maybe uh, they can go and they can go to my store. I have a store uh, where there's uh, just dozens of of sermons. Uh, there are, you know, curriculum, you know, series of messages, discipleship resources. Uh, and if they go to gumroad.com slash youth men resources, uh, they go there and they can find all kinds of things, including coaching, which I do twice a month. I have a new uh, session coming up January 14th and um, we'll kick off a three month uh, deal there and they can find how to get coaching over there on the Gumroad site. That's and cool. uh, and find the training they're looking for. Um, and uh, and the, if they want to build a successful youth ministry, that's my goal. And if it's their goal, then I'm going to help them do that, uh, imparting whatever I can give them to, to do that. Little Jedi, this is the podcast you're looking for. This is the podcast, podcast you're, you're looking, looking for. for. One of the ways that I, I just did a search on your in, on Apple Podcasts. Now it's not iTunes anymore, it's Apple Podcasts. And I just typed in the word Paul Turner. Luckily, there's not many Paul Turners. And if you know there the you youth ministry in motion, and I'm going to play a little clip of that, just the intro, and then we'll talk a little bit about what the concept that of that podcast is. Okay, here we go. Sure. Five, four, three, two, Welcome to the, the youth, youth ministry, ministry in motion, motion podcast. podcast, the number one youth ministry podcast on the planet. The show that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Now, here's your host, author, speaker, and trainer, Paul Turner. Wow. What can I say about there you that? Go. You know, what an introduction. Know, right? How did you come up with um, Youth Ministry in Motion? You know, I just, I'm a big fan of progress. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, just, I just like making progress. I right. just like, I like moving forward. And I like to see youth ministries in motion. I like to see mm-hmm. things moving forward. And, uh, and not just youth ministries, but youth workers. And too often, both of those things get stuck, right. get bogged down. Right. And uh, I just want to see them keep moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that intro, by the way, is not hyperbole. Uh, in, because we actually just was uh, notified that I was ranked uh, number one among some of the uh, you know yeah. uh, youth ministry podcasts are out there about 30 of them that were listed and i happen to come out number one so that's uh, uh i don't know if i was i don't know if i was trying to do that but um uh, so i'm glad it happened so yeah, yeah so that, that is not hyperbole so I, I i praise the lord for uh you know i think if you stay in something long enough you can you can get to the top if you want i guess mm-hmm. and the algorithms are right <laughs> uh, right yeah what are some of the topics of of youth ministry in motion what are you what are you talking about Man, I just did a session on, uh, I mean, I go everywhere from, uh, you know, how to have extreme ownership in your youth ministry okay. to student leadership to, 
I just did. So I do a lot uh, lately on jobs and the job market for youth pastors. So I just okay. did a session with my friend Brian, and uh, he uh, he and I talked about uh, youth pastoring job search tips. Okay. Uh, things that youth pastors need to keep in mind if they're looking for a new job. So there's there is a uh, there's a lot of different topics on there. So it just kind of depends what uh, what I'm feeling that week. What's kind of in the in the pipeline. Now, is this mostly geared to youth workers and youth pastors or people in the youth group itself? Uh, mostly youth pastors. Mostly, mostly youth pastors. It, whether you're right, but but not you don't have to be a professional youth pastor listeners. I mean, if right. you're a, if you're a volunteer, if you're bivocational, if you're full-time, uh, it would apply to you. If you're wanting to build a successful youth ministry, it doesn't matter who okay. you are in that regard. Uh, it doesn't matter what level of training you have, it doesn't matter what kind of the level of education you have, it doesn't matter uh, whether you have a degree or not, it doesn't, none of those things matter. If you want to build a successful youth center, regardless of that, uh, then that's, that's what my, my goal is to help you do that. That is cool. Okay. Well, we've had a great conversation today with Paul Turner. I appreciate him being here. Um, one last thing, Paul, I'm going back to your, your podcast. Where can people find it? Where is it located? The podcast, they can go several things. If they go to my main website, now this is just a, a, a the, I just, you know, they can find everything there. They can find the blog uh, where I write uh, mm-hmm. fairly often. Uh, it, it's over at thedisciplesproject.net. Okay. And uh, that's, the, that's the main hub of everything. So they can get to the videos. They can get to the podcast. They can get to uh, a lot of those things. Uh, but if they go into uh, iTunes and just either put in my name, like you said, or if they put in Youth Ministry in Motion, they'll find it. Uh, or if uh, you go and just uh, and just search the internet, right. uh, there's not too many youth ministry in motion with Paul Turner, so right, right, uh, it's bound it's bound to be out there places. So there's you know they can sign out on the website, they can sign up for a newsletter, they can hear from me a couple of times cool. a month with resources and things like that. So yeah, it's the discipleproject.net is kind of the main hub of everything. So okay. they can they can find stuff over there. What we'll do on this end, we'll put links to all your places that you can find you, so that way. Awesome. People can Thank just you, click, Kevin. just click it and go to it. But like I tell everybody on our site, just go to our site and then the links from there. Because today, you know, you know, we have Podbean, we have SoundCloud, we have Spotify, we have, yep. you know, there's so many different places. So wherever you get your podcast, and you know, just you know, look at there. But you know, the easiest is obviously iTunes. Uh, they've been around yep. for been around for a while, so. All right, again, I'd like to thank my um, guest tonight, um, or today, depending on when you're listening to it, Paul Turner. I appreciated him being here. Paul, thank you very much. Thank you, Kevin, for having me. All right, man. All right, everybody, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you some more next week, same time, same channel. This has been a Millennium Beat LLC production. If you need to know more information, please check us out on the web at www.themillenniumbeat.com. You also may find us on social media, places such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we also have a YouTube channel.